Welcome to Uplifting Women podcast. This podcast is sponsored by upliftingwomen.net, as well as Holly Tesca Coaching and Consulting and Regent Leadership Group. Join our co-hosts, Holly Tesca and Kristen Strunk, thought partners in the world of leadership, equality, and personal and professional development. Listen as they bring stories of inspirational women and their allies who are working every day for authentic leadership, equality, and inclusion in business, education, and community. These are the stories of the people whose mission it is to ensure others are seen, heard, and respected. They've overcome challenges in the workplace and the world or supported other women in doing so. Holly and Kristen are committed to uplifting women's voices, sharing inspiration, advice, and maybe even a few laughs from women and their allies about the work they are doing to promote inclusion and equality in our world. They believe that by sharing stories of challenge and triumph, we can all make the world a better place as we inspire others to step fully into their personal leadership space. We are so happy you have joined us today for our conversation. Welcome everyone to the Uplifting Women podcast. This is Kristen Strunk and I'm without my co-host Holly Tesca today, but I am thrilled to be talking to Alan Zelinka. Alan is a sexual empowerment coach who specializes in helping women embody their most confident selves in the bedroom, in business, and in life. While she works with clients to cultivate a deeper sense of safety and inner peace, she also focuses on helping them explore their edges to uncover and discover their true personal power. Her transformational work will take you through a journey of releasing shame and insecurities to living a Full, a life full of pleasure, genuine connection, and self-love. And thank you so much for being here with us today. I am so interested to hear how you got into this work, how this became something that you do on a regular basis, but I would love for you to go ahead and start by telling our listeners your story. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah. So how I got here, it's been a a wild journey, but throughout my life, I grew up as an only child. And so communication in my household was also not very good. It was me and my parents and it was a little dysfunctional and I didn't grow up with great communication skills. And with that, my parents were also not the most nurturing. So from the get-go, intimacy and all of that was not a big part of my life. I didn't have that example. And as I got older, I started to get into romantic relationships. And with those romantic relationships, I started to recognize that I kept attracting people who had intimacy issues. At that time, I had no awareness around what was going on for myself, but I just kept thinking like, gosh, why? It's like, I can't really have deep conversations with the men that I continue to date. And then we would date for about a year or so, and I would start to recognize that I felt trapped. I felt stuck. And I couldn't really be myself. I couldn't really express myself the way that I wanted to. And so for that reason, I would typically end the relationship or it would end however it ended. And it really wasn't until around my mid-20s that I started to recognize, oh, wow, 
this is a pattern and it's really just a mirror of my own life experience and what's going on for me. So as I started to recognize that for myself, that I was the one that had the intimacy issues, I was able to start diving into that a little bit more. And of course, that relates to our sexual expression, our sexual healing. I also had some sexual trauma when I was a lot younger that I never dealt with. And so with all of those things combined, I started going on my own healing journey with it. And at the same time, I was also transitioning from corporate world to being a business owner. And with all of these things happening simultaneously, as I started to coach other people, talk to other people, I recognized, oh, wow, the communication, the intimacy, the connection with other people is wholly related to being a business owner. And if you can't, if you can't go deep with people, then you're not going to be a good coach. So it was just a beautiful unraveling and unfolding of events that got me to understand that, wow, I can actually help other women in this specific area because I've seen so much transformation in my own life from it. And I've seen so much value from being able to work on these parts of myself. So that's been my journey. What an amazing journey, because when I really think about that transition, as you talked about between being in the business world and having this realization that this was impacting a lot of different areas of your life. So when you started to notice that the communication or intimacy was really your own issue, how did that show up for you in a professional setting? What was your aha moment in that space? So I had already started coaching at that point. And I had recognized that I had so much anxiety around what I was doing. And I think it's really normal for people to have a lot of anxiety when they're first starting their business, especially in the coaching world or anything that that relates to connecting with people. But for me, I just noticed there was so much anxiety, like before every single call I would get on, it was like, like getting all the nerves out, sweating, going into meditation, trying all of these modalities and methods. And even trying to like script out the call, trying to just be so prepared, because I had this incredible fear of not being able to actually be present with the client and help them in the way that they needed. So it was like in those moments after that, realizing, okay, this is unsustainable for me. I can't keep doing this. I've got to figure out how to get over this challenge and that's the turning point for me in recognizing, okay, something's got to give, let's work on the communication a little bit and like work on the self-trust that's also incorporated with intimacy and self. 
what an interesting perspective of that self-trust piece. And I'm sure that there are examples that all of us think about when we think about our, maybe our ability to trust ourselves or believe that we have the ability to do some of the things that we're setting out to do. And so when you think about that link, and we talk about it a lot in business of communication and leadership and that vulnerability. And that's what I'm hearing you talk about a little bit when you're mentioning intimacy, right? It's that willingness to be open and fluid in front of someone and let emotions come if they're going to come and some of those other things. And so I'm curious, when you start working with your clients, what are some of the main things that they're coming to you or the things in their life that they're noticing that are driving them to seek your counsel? Yeah, so the main themes of my clients are usually self-expression. They feel like they are disconnected either in their romantic relationship or just with themselves. They feel stuck in their lives and they feel disconnected from what they really want to do. And, and a lot of times they're like, I don't even really know what I want to do yet. I just know that I don't like what I'm where I'm at right now. So that disconnection is always there. And also communication, they feel like they can't really speak to their partner, even though they've been with them for years at sometimes. It's like, I can't get through to them. And also anxiety. A lot of my clients just deal with so much anxiety around their self-image, their own sense of confidence, just being able to show up in life with a big energy and a big heart and let that be good enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's interesting when you talk about that disconnection or feeling stuck of not even necessarily knowing. And when you think about a woman's journey into an adult and you think about all of the hurdles and some of the societal pressures and maybe coming from a family or a home environment that doesn't role model or have the right skills to role model, I think it all starts to compound. So when you really think about that, what are the contributing factors for you when you think about what's holding women back from working through some of these issues? What's holding women back? Mm -hmm. A lot of times we get in this mentality of life is happening to us and that's okay. I think we, we constantly are like, Oh, stop like victimizing yourself and all of that. I think it's okay to feel like a victim at times. I don't think anything should be shamed in our human experience. It's okay to feel like all of this stuff is happening to you. However, there is a point where we do get to take responsibility for where we're at in our lives and just have this sort of coming to Jesus moment, if you will, of just, okay, I'm creating my experience. There's obviously there's factors that are happening that are outside of my control, but we have so much more 
power to create change than we give ourselves credit for a lot of the time. And so having the awareness of what's the pattern here, what's going on, and then how can I create tools and resources in my life to actually make change, to actually have the accountability to make that change. And I think the accountability piece is so important too, because listen, when we're by ourselves and we're just going throughout our lives, it's very easy to continue in those cycles. So we have to be able to have somebody to be there for support, to be like, yes, you can do this. You can make this change. And once we've created momentum in it, it's so much easier to have that identity shift. Yeah, and that identity shift is when things really start to click, right? Because it's it's a simpler task to be in the moment for short periods of time or for a few days and then fall back into old patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think where, when I think about women in leadership or in business or in relationships and them not feeling comfortable in expressing themselves or not feeling as if they have a voice, it becomes really more of a practice piece. So what are some of the things that you do to encourage your clients to really practice having that voice and being able to communicate that self-expression and having those pieces? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, there's like a whole library slew of things that we can work on because it's not just working on one thing. It's a whole mind, body, spirit situation. So getting everything on board, getting all of those elements in alignment is really the key. But physical practices that we can do, you can do different mirror work type of exercises, actually spending time giving yourself the time to do a body scan and to really look at yourself and to really check yourself out and getting to the point of just, if you have body image issues, let's say, being in the mirror is probably a little bit uncomfortable. And many women avoid really looking at themselves for too long. I know for myself, I grew up... this always rings in my head, my my dad's voice of don't look at the mirror for too long. Don't look at yourself for too long because that's vain and that will make you conceited and full of yourself and like all of this stuff. And so I grew up with the story of it's not good to stare at yourself in the mirror for too long. And in doing mirror work myself, I've really unraveled, wow, that was a really harmful and hurtful thing to say, especially a a girl who's growing up and already has a a ton of insecurities. Um, But yeah, coming back to that true self-love is so important. So we do mirror work. There's vocal exercises because our throat is so suppressed, right? 
And maybe in your business, you might be really powerful or you might be very assertive, but in the bedroom, you're like, your throat closes up and you don't know how to ask for what you want. And then all of a sudden you feel all the insecurities creeping up. And so there's still an imbalance there that we need to get both on board. You need to be able to vocalize yourself because when you allow yourself, especially in the space of intimacy and sexuality, when you allow yourself to communicate your needs, communicate your desires, speak up for when something doesn't feel good for you, that is truly the most powerful way to connect to yourself, to connect to that confidence and self-esteem. And when you have that, even behind closed doors, you're able to then go out into the world, go out into all of your relationships and communicate with so much more ease and flow. So yeah, vocal exercises, mirror work, we do embodiment exercises, just movement in the body, getting the energy flowing, all sorts of things, all sorts of things. It sounds as though what you're talking about, though, is when you discover your voice in one area of your life, it may or may not translate into another area of your life. And so it sounds as if what you're describing is taking that voice and kind of spreading it now a little bit more broadly in all areas and all experiences and having the opportunity to use it in a work setting, in a personal setting, in an intimate setting, in a friendship setting. I believe, you know, that women sometimes, to your point, might have a voice in one area of their lives, but feel that they can't exercise it or articulate it in other areas. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you think about that intimacy with other people, and that's where we've been talking about, but what about that intimacy with yourself that the women who come to you and say, I don't even necessarily know what I want, or I don't even know how I'm stuck, but I feel stuck. What are some of the things that you look for or really dig into with those particular clients? Yeah. So when somebody comes to me typically saying that they're stuck, it's, of course, a sign of disconnection. And it's really more so that all of the focus and energy is in somebody's head and not in their heart or not dropped it down into their body. And so I, I'll be on a call with somebody and they're just looking in all just sorts of directions and you can just see they're up here, they're up in the clouds. And so what I do, and this is what I was touching on with the body-based practices is really dropping in and allowing them to have the chance to connect with their body. And there are so many ways that we can connect with our body, but when we really tap into and give ourselves the space to feel self, like felt sensations or to connect with our breath and to 
be really still and silent and mindful, creating practices around meditation. That is really when we are able to connect to ourselves on a whole new level. And it's in those moments where the clarity comes through, where we feel like, oh, the answers are dropping in, the downloads are coming in, whatever you want to call it. And it's so easy, and we can do this at any point throughout our day. But again, if we don't have awareness around it, or if we don't have the tools to navigate those things, then it's, yeah, you can just go out throughout your entire day and come home, go to bed, feel anxious, be in your head while you're going to sleep, wake up having the cortisol spike, feeling that anxiety again, doing your job, and it just never ends. And then so what happens? The burnout happens, the exhaustion happens, feeling stuck, feeling ugh, not feeling like you're full of life and pleasure and excitement. So that's the process I take my clients through. And it's interesting to hear you connect the lack of communication or self-expression to the burnout conversation, because we have been hearing a lot about burnout. We have been talking a lot more about it. And I know that when I think about it in a purely business environment, one of the things we talk about is that lack of autonomy. And we say, At the point in time where you lose your ability to make some basic decisions or feel like you have a voice, you start to go down this path of burnout. And it's interesting to hear you connect it to the actual speaking and the actual expression of what's happening for you and what's real for you right now. Mm, Yeah, yeah. So when you think about burnout and you think about this feeling of stuckness or general malaise that we are feeling maybe even more so as a society right now than um, perhaps we've ever identified previously. What are some of the things that you really think are contributing to our inability or the feeling that we have an inability to speak up or voice our innermost thoughts or our feelings? It's a great question. I think one thing that comes to mind immediately, and it may not seem directly related, but I believe it has everything to do with everything, is our addiction to technology, scrolling on social media, and spending a lot of time consuming. Because when you're consuming, you're not creating, you're not speaking, you're not like putting your gifts out into the world. You're just mindlessly scrolling. And this is a huge thing for really everybody. It's something that we all have to practice on, myself included. Because when I get stuck in doom scrolls for too long, that's when I start to get into the comparison And I'm like, oh, I'm not doing enough, or I want to do this, I want to do that. That looks cool, but I can't because I'm over here. And then you just, you continually minimize yourself. 
that's like on a broad general scale in relationships. I think a big contributing factor to not feeling like you can really express yourself is in the moments where you feel like you're trying to get something out that has maybe been bothering you and you say it in a certain way, maybe it's not received by that other person clearly. And, or maybe it is received by that person clearly and they say, okay, great, I'm gonna make a change and then change doesn't happen. And then you get frustrated again. And so there comes this point where it's, I feel like I am communicating myself and it's not being received. But at that point, you have a choice, right? There's a boundary that continues to be crossed or there's a standard that continues to not be met, a need. And we have to be willing to really hone in our personal power and being like, this is not acceptable for me. And what's going to happen if this need can't be met in the relationship? I can't continue to do X, Y, and Z, or I can't continue to go on with doing this or having this certain lifestyle with you. And that power can only come from within ourselves, within our being. Nobody is going to be able to do that for us. That's a really good point. And we've talked a little bit in the past, and I'm sure we'll continue to have conversations on boundaries and the um, clarity that comes with setting those boundaries. And again, that self-trust that I'm going to stick to them, right? Because it really is all about ourselves when it comes to sharing and sticking to those boundaries. And when you think about that conversation around if this continues to happen or if I can't get my needs met, whether it is with a partner, with a friend, with a family member in your business, what are some of the ways that you encourage women to identify those boundaries and articulate them to other people? Yeah, I think the first step is that self-intimacy part, which we just talked about connecting with ourselves and connecting with what it is that we really want to experience in this lifetime and how we want to navigate our relationships and how we want our relationship to feel. Again, there's the element of, of respecting each person's individuality. And so you're not going to be able to control your partner or you're not you're just not going to be able to control anybody in your life right and so the point is not about control but the point is about creating a standard for yourself and for your life and if your needs are being met that's great connecting with yourself your truth the things that feel really good for you the elements not maybe like the down to the nitty gritty specifics, because that's where the control starts to come in. <laughs> Connecting with that. And then from there, reverse engineering of 
okay, what's going on right now that feels sticky or that doesn't feel good for you? Kind of giving a diagnosis of the situation at hand. And then going back, okay, is this a matter of control or is this a matter of your attachment style? And this kind of brings in a whole new conversation of, of attachment style in personal relationship and in business because they're mirrored. If you are continuously anxious, like always wondering or being like, oh, I, I, I don't know if he's or if they're cheating on me. I don't know what's going on. They haven't texted me back. You're giving your power away in all of those little micro moments. You're just leaking that personal power out and you're not staying true to yourself and your what's going on in your life, right? Because you're so concerned about the other person. Yeah, really being able to create and cultivate practices of awareness of when that's going on and then being able to shift, okay, I'm, I know I'm ruminating right now, or I know that I'm just like, not in my power, what is something I can do to feel confident again, and to just feel myself, feel myself up, right? So that's when I would go to create a playlist for yourself that is your I'm feeling myself playlist, or Shake the energy up, right? So if you're just sitting there in a room all day or if you're in your head all day, again, get back into your body. Get some movement going. Do something that like switches that routine. That, yeah, the routine. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I think as I'm listening to you, right now, one of the things that's coming to mind is there's the way that we're interacting the world with the world. And then there's the way that the world is perceiving us and curious about how you work with clients to help them bring others along with them on this journey. So if you've been in a relationship for a really long time, or you've been in a workplace for a really long time and you're starting to find your voice and maybe it looks a little different or feels a little different to people outside who have known you for a while. How do you help people stand their ground in terms of the journey that they're on? It's really, honestly, it's a case by case basis, but I would say in general, I always tell people the communication piece is everything. So even as you're starting to go on this journey of shifting your identity and how you navigate relationships, let them know, communicate to them, hey, I've recognized that I've maybe not felt confident in myself lately, or I've recognized the ways that I'm people pleasing a lot and it's not getting me anywhere and it's lending to me feeling really frustrated and stuck. And that's really not helpful for either of us. And I know that's not helpful for you. I know it's not helpful for me. It's caused a lot of tension in our relationship. So I want to actively work on it or I have been working on it. 
And so it may feel a little, it may feel a little uncomfortable for both of us at some time, like at some points, right? So just communicating all of it to them, opening up, being vulnerable, <laughs> taking ownership for your side of things, even if there's still this huge part of you that's they wanting to point the finger. They're not doing this. They're not taking accountability for this. They're not on their own growth journey. It's not about them. They will do what they need to do in their own timing. All you have control over is yourself and how you are navigating the world. And as you shift your ways of being into a healthier dynamic, the pieces will fall into place as they need to, right? Other people will react or respond accordingly. And yes, you may lose some people in your life. It's not about keeping everybody in your life. And I know that's a big part of the people pleasing identities. Like you just want everybody to like you and you want everybody to stay in your life forever. You don't want to upset anybody. But you have to be willing to be okay with conflict, with healthy conflict. That is a part of expressing yourself and really releasing the identity of or the mindset of not wanting to lose somebody or not wanting to upset somebody. Wow. That's really powerful. So in wrap up, I'd love to know what two or three pieces of advice you have for our listeners. Get out in nature as much as you possibly can. I think that is one of the most powerful ways we can connect to ourselves to release some of that anxious energy to just be. To not take life so seriously and to not get wrapped up in all of the details and all of the seriousness that life can bring because it can get very serious and it can get very daunting if we don't really just allow ourselves to have fun with it because what is the point of life if we're not having fun in the process and three just let yourself buy the dang crazy earrings if you want, or get the color in your hair, express yourself in the ways that you've always secretly wanted to, but not allowed yourself to because you thought, oh, they're going to think this, or this isn't appropriate for my age, or whatever the case may be, just do it and free yourself, liberate yourself. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Thank you so much for being with us today and having this conversation, where can our listeners find you? 
So I'm mainly on Instagram. My handle is at alan.zelenka. And then I also have a TikTok with the same handle. And I also have a LinkedIn with the same handle. So it's all cohesive. Perfectly easy. And we will make sure that those links are in our show notes. But thank you so much for your advice and our discussion here today. We really do appreciate it and appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening in on this latest episode of Uplifting Women podcast. Holly and Kristen appreciate your dedication to uplifting women and look forward to you joining them again soon. This podcast is sponsored by upliftingwomen.net, as well as Holly Tesca Coaching and Consulting and Regent Leadership Group. Please visit your favorite platform where you found this podcast to leave a review. If you are an uplifting woman or a man who champions women's success with a story to share, Kristen and Holly would love to talk to you. Please visit upliftingwomen.net and leave us a message.